Welcome to Golf and the Good Life, your guide to golf travel across the pond. I'm DJ Jones, alongside my good friend and colleague, Connor Evers. Connor, the year is drawing to a close. Uh, this will actually be our last episode of the year. We're going to take a little brief hiatus through the holidays. But uh, this also means that you and I have been putting these episodes out for a year, which is kind of hard to believe. Yeah, it, it feels like it's been a long time, but it also feels like it's only been a couple months, but it's been, it's been great. I think this is like episode 24, 25. So it has been great. And um, today's episode is going to be uh, fantastic. Looking forward to chatting more about 2025. Yeah, as I just said, it is definitely hard to believe. I mean, here we are talking about 2025, uh, but that is the topic for today golf trips across the pond in 2025. And no, we didn't miss a year or forget how to count. Uh, the thing is, as we've talked about so many times over the last year on the podcast, the window for booking the marquee courses across the pond has shifted earlier and earlier than ever. And the reason we are talking about 2025 now is because Connor, you and I, and several other uh, members of our team, we have, you know, we've been overseas, you know, visiting with our partners at the golf courses and accommodations and so forth here over the last couple of months. And the recurring theme that we keep hearing over and over again in those conversations is that we're going to open our tee sheets earlier for 2025. I'm not going to name specific courses because most of these plans aren't quite set in stone. But listen, we're hearing dates as early as January 1st for some places. And so what was once this isolated thing to maybe the old course or Muirfield or Royal County Down or Port Rush, Connor, it's now kind of spiraling. You, you know, you really got to be on the ball earlier than ever. Leading off kind of with those marquee places, what are some of the key dates that, uh, that somebody needs to keep in mind if they're hoping to play those big four, if you will? Yeah, you're right. The, the big four. So the first one there is uh, the old course in St. Andrews in Scotland. And um, as we've mentioned before, Haversham and Baker, we are an authorized provider of tea times to the St. Andrews Links Trust. And uh, those tea times, we will receive them in usually the second or third week of March into sometimes early April, just kind of that time frame. Again, it's kind of an unknown of the timing, but usually it's it's around then. So that is going to be your key date if you would like a guaranteed time for any any month in 2025. So the process, again, will start in the spring of 2024. So here come, coming up in a few weeks. We're currently working with groups. We have been working with groups and we will in the next few months, but, um, you know, due to the demand, I mean, the, the list is going, you know, pretty deep right now with groups that want them, um, you know, for 2025. So, you know, these are essentially sold before we even receive the times from St. Andrews. So um, if you are looking to potentially book for 2025 for a, a expedition that would include a guaranteed time, you know, contact us as soon as you possibly can. So we can start the process um, now because, Again, it, it is 2023. We're looking at 25, but it'll be here before you know it. And the other part of, of the old course is the direct application. So that will open in September of 2024 for intended play in 2025. So we've actually had some groups that um, were either planning on balloting and and you know hit through the direct application, and they've they've you know they've got a tee time for St. Andrews, and don't have to worry about the ballot uh, for next year for 24 
or some groups, you know, decided, hey, I'm going to wait it out and, and, you know, wait for the ballot, or I'm sorry, wait for the application, um, you know, for 24 and we're successful too. So um, that is another process. But again, that will start um, and open up in September of 24 for intended play in 2025. So that's kind of the old course. Uh, the other course would be Mirfield. And Mirfield's kind of changed a little bit for booking for 2025. The process has stayed the same um, as it's an application process. Um, the application will open up in 2024 for play in 2025 um, around the February timeframe. Again, in the past, it's been in March. So to DJ's point in the beginning, they are opening up a little bit earlier just to give them a little bit more time before play starts um, at, at Muirfield for their season. So a lot of the groups want to pair up, uh, you know, a trip with with going to St. Andrews with an old course guarantee time, as well as Muirfield, just because the both areas are very close to each other, which it makes sense. But from the booking process, you know, it becomes a little bit more strenuous, if you will. So, but we're more than happy to walk through our groups, um, you know, with with wanting to do both areas as well. But again, that'll open up a month earlier than maybe you intended. And again, it is an application process, have to have your your uh, four names or eight names or 12 names, which have you handicaps, home clubs, et cetera. A lot of that information, you know, prior to even applying for a time. So if you, again, are looking at Muirfield for 2025, you know, get your groups together, make sure your handicaps are all situated. And uh, so it's a seamless process for, for putting that application in for 2025. And the other area, which we'll talk a little bit more about is Northern Ireland, which would include Royal County Down and Royal Portrush. And if you're listening to this and a golf junkie, you probably know that the Open Championship will be at Royal Portrush, the Dunluce course in 2025 in July. So that also puts a little bit of extra emphasis on the booking process. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the closures here in a little bit, but um, for both courses, usually the T-sheets open in the early part of May, again, May 2024 for intended play in 2025. So um, we'll walk through our groups with that, but again, it will be a little bit uh, different, um, I should say. With especially with the open um, at Port Rush in 2025, so um, those are kind of your your key dates for all the kind of the big four, as you mentioned, DJ. Well, and it all speaks to kind of what we've been saying throughout this whole year, and what will kind of get repeated, unfortunately, throughout this entire episode, and that is that the demand for overseas golf travel is still showing really no signs of slowing up. And as a perfect illustration of this, I mean, you mentioned the old course ballot. And we know from experience over the last couple of years that the number of golfers applying for tee times each day for the old course is exceeding the number of tee times available by, by many times over. So it's no guarantee of success, even if you're staying in town for a few days and applying each day. And then we've talked about it in prior episodes, the old course singles queue you know, their golfers are lining up at seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock the night before to try to score a spot on the tee sheet. All of which is to say things are a little out of whack in terms of supply and demand right now. Or, you know, maybe they're not. You know, this might just be the new normal, so to speak, when it comes to overseas golf travel. But in either case, we all have to adjust. And that key adjustment is planning early not just for those marquee courses these days, but for numerous others all across the pond. For the traveler that maybe wasn't, you know, planning a year out in advance or has come to it in the summer of next year and has decided this is the time, 
you're not out of luck. Listen, it doesn't mean that you you can't go if you you know if you don't start over a year in advance. But for St Andrews and East Lothian and Northern Ireland, that's what it's going to take. You know, you need to be on this a, a year out. Uh, but there are some alternatives. You know, the Highlands of Scotland is a fantastic destination. Cabot Highlands is rolling out their second course designed by Tom Doak in 2025. So big, a big thing that will hit the board and is certain to draw, you know, a lot of travelers up to the north. England's Gulf Coast, we had a whole episode about it uh, related to uh, the Open Championship. It's a pretty unique opportunity to play, you know, three open venues in between two of them hosting the tournament you know you've got royal liverpool that had it this year and royal burkdale which will have it in 2026 and then of course you've got northwest ireland and aberdeen and the channel coast and london there are so many regions where that person who maybe came to the game a year out or nine months out or whatever will probably still have some opportunity it's going to take some some real flexibility to probably make it happen especially given that there's other things to work around. You know, Connor, you mentioned it. There you know the closures that are going to happen along the way. What can someone expect in 2025 if they're if they're looking at the calendar as far as the, how those will impact their trip? Yeah, that's a good good point. And Portrush is going to be the one that uh, we'll have to work with with a lot. So again, as I mentioned, uh, World Portrush, the Dunlos course specifically uh, will host the 2025 Open Championship. And for closure-wise, the course will be closed from Monday, the 23rd of June to Friday, the 25th of July of 2025. So again, if you will, about a month, so a little bit of time before the tournament, that'll give the course some time to you know heal, if you will, from visitor and member play and, and be ready for the Open. So, And some people may think, wow, that's that's a lot of time. And to be honest with you, yes, it is. But when the Open Championship was there in 2019, it was much longer of a, of a closure. So this is a benefit to a lot of visitors that are looking to book. The nice thing about this, too, is um, last year, well, sorry, for, for planning for 2024, Portrush was not open in April nor October. So that in, in 2025, they'll actually open their books for play in, in April and October. So if you will, it's the same amount of elapsed time, um, which is which is great. So if you're looking to go more the spring or the the fall times, um, but that's a, that's a huge benefit too. So it it you know elapsed time is essentially the same, which is which is good. The other factor we wanted to mention too is especially for the 2019 Open, um, a lot of times there were either having to to play with a, a fairway mat. So if you've been over across the pond, especially in the the spring or in the fall, I know DJ were just over a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of times in those those off peak times, they give you a little grass mat that I would say it's about two feet, a foot and a half to two feet wide. I tend to get flyer lies off of them. I'm not sure about you, DJ, but my, my eight iron goes like 180 yards with those things. But but I digress. A lot of times, with especially with the Open Championships, a lot of the courses, if you want to hit off the fairway, you actually just pick up your ball and put it on the mat and hit off of it. Or sometimes, depending on where you're at in the fairway, take your ball and, and put it in the rough and can hit off of there. So we don't know the full details of the mat schedule, but worst case scenario, it'll be full mats, you know, going up into the to the open. And if it's better than that, then then so be it. Um, that'll be kind of the big thing with with Port Rush. 
Um, the other kind of closure there is is the Scottish Open. So the Renaissance Club um, has extended its contract until 2026. So Renaissance is a fully member private club, so so no issues there. Um, it's gone between there and Cabot Highlands a couple times and some other locations. So no really worries with the with the Scottish. Um, the old course also, which is great. There are really no big uh, closures on the old course in 2025, which is amazing. Um, you know, September again is is like every year is uh, you know not ideal. Um, the RNA has some metal play as well as some meetings and what have you. So. A majority of the month of September is uh, is close to the old course, but that's nothing different from from past years and future years. Um, the other big closure would be at Royal Dornick. Um, they have the Shield, which is a tournament played up at Royal Dornick. Um, the dates for that in 2025 will be the 15th of August through the 17th of August of 2025. So just check out for that. Just something to work around. But other than that, nothing too significant at Royal Dornick. And then to Ireland, we have La Hinch. Um, in August, there's always the member events uh, so that the course is always closed for a good two and a half to three weeks in August, depending on how the calendar will look. Um, I don't have the, the dates yet for um, the exact closure, but it is historically every single August. The senior British Open, um, it will be to be determined. Um, it is at Carnoustie in 2024 next year, but has not been uh, noted of where it will be held in 2025. It's usually announced about a year out, so um, that will be um, you know noted in the future. And kind of the last one that I have for everyone is Port Marnock. So this was kind of new for 2024. Um, they did have a closure for a member event similar to La Hinch, I would call it, but it's mid-June to mid-July of 2024. Again, do not have confirmation if this will happen for 2025 as well, but we'll keep everyone updated and noted if it does. But sorry that it was a lot of information, but that was kind of all closures and big events from across the pond and GB and I. What I'm hearing through all that is that uh, you really need an expert that's uh, that is on top of all this stuff for you because you know here I am doing this every single day. I didn't know that Royal Port Rush was opening in April for play for visitors. Granted, I'm not involved in the on the planning side of things like you are, but that's why I asked the question. It's a lot to keep up with, and uh, if you know if you're out there planning planning your own trip. You know, there's a there's a lot of dates and so forth to to manage on the calendar, much less all of the other arrangements that you've got to work on. But Connor, I'm you know I'm curious. You know, we've talked so much over the, you know, over the last year about, and in this episode about demand and people, you know, really just kind of going full tilt when it comes to travel. Is ever since travel has reopened, really uh, since from from COVID, because you're the one talking with our members every day. What do you hear in terms of 2025 and maybe even beyond? What's driving this today, would you say? Um, is, is it still revenge travel, as they're calling it? Or are there some other motivations at work? I'm just curious what you hear each day. No, I think it's a good question. I think a lot of it still is the, the revenge travel, as you said. I mean, we're still getting calls from people that, I mean, you know, from, from uh, you know, that were trying to book in 2018 or 2019 and it didn't happen. So that's not so much a part of it, but I mean, we'll still have people that, you know, were that were going to go in 2020 or kind of planned around it and they weren't able to go. And I think a lot of people are seeing, hey, you know, I'm not going to live forever. I want to go over and and see and experience, uh, you know, the the great links in great britain and ireland and they're just gonna go and i think a lot of people are just putting 
more the emphasis on going and experience it um, rather than a lot of things. And um, I, I think it's, it's still there. I haven't seen a change in it yet. I mean, we're, we're even talking to, to groups and to some of our hopeful future members uh, for expeditions in 2026. So I think it's still there, DJ. Um, I don't see it kind of ending, you know, yet, but it, I think it's still there from kind of the conversations that I've had recently. Yeah. And everything that I read, you know, kind of is, is pointing to the same and it's not just for golf travel, it's travel as a whole. I mean, the one thing to remember, you know, or, or at least an interesting shift that's happening demographic wise is that look, the millennials for, for all of the flack that uh, they re they receive in terms of being the youth, if you will, the oldest millennials are 40 and there's a very different outlook in terms of valuing the ex an experience and what mm -hmm. they hope for from to to gain from from travel and it's so much more focused on the experience and something unique and feeling a connection to a place or or a destination or what have you and obviously going to if you're a golfer going to Scotland and Ireland where the game began and and enjoying the roots of the game that totally speaks to the value that is pulled from someone that is experience driven. And I think we're going to see that continue as the millennials eventually become 50, you know, down, <laughs> down the road. But Connor, this has been a great chat. Uh, you know, 2025, it will, it will be here before we know it. I mean, the holidays are going to pass and all of a sudden you're going to be booking old course uh, trips. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up for the year? Uh, it's been great, DJ. It's been great uh, with the, with the podcast here in 2023, and looking forward to to future ones. But um, you know, a lot of those those dates and what have you. I mean, definitely mark those on your calendar. Um, you know, if you're planning on potentially you know booking this on your own, I mean, those are some good tidbits to have. And if you are completely confused and not know what to do, I mean, you know, definitely definitely reach out to a expedition planning manager here at Haversham and Baker. We're we're happy to help and go through the process because there's a lot of details that go into these things and we do this on a daily basis um make sure everything's taken care of so yeah, i think that think that's all dj appreciate it well you're exactly right as far as the details sometimes there's too many of them but uh at least in terms of today's episode what we've covered we'll link to some things in the show notes that will hopefully help point the way but as always if you have any questions dm us on social media or send us an email golf at haversham.com but otherwise, thank you for tuning in. We will be back again next year with a whole range of new episodes. But until then, we wish you plenty of golf at its finest and life at its best.